Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, guys. Uh, we're back. We did it. We got more episodes. We're still recording. Still quarantine. We're still locking down. And it's getting real out here in Florida. Oh, my gosh. I, I want to, first off, apologize to the whole world on behalf of Florida man and Florida woman. We, we suck at this. We're, we're, uh, we're the worst at COVID, and I, I apologize. So let's get that out of the way real fast. Um, so now uh, I have an exciting guest. I always tried, uh, I'm going to always try to uh, think outside the box here and not just get you like some skaters just to talk about skateboarding. But, uh, you know, as you can see from previous episodes, I've had a rapper, actors, uh, old men, myself and today is no different we got somebody who is affiliated with skateboarding but not a skater and actually a female so let's bring in for the female perspective and the bartender perspective on tampa skateboarding in the last 15 years i have a good friend who has worked at such places as the bricks uh czar bar first chance last chance the castle orpheum skate park of tampa armature works and uh that's just like in the last four years. I, I don't know what else we got on the list here. Have you, uh, hold on. Uh, Haley Barshard, that's the guest. That's what I'm getting at. Haley, Hi. you redheaded beauty, how you doing today? Oh, it's just, you know, another great day. Um, first question from that list, have you ever actually worked at Reservoir Bar? I cannot remember. Oh, um, I know. I actually, that is actually something that I'm realizing for the first time. Time no, I never worked at Res. I always kind of wow. just um, lurked at Res. Bucket list. But yes, you, you have you have worked at uh, all those other places. Uh, skate park of Tampa mainly for like what everybody would know you from. Mm-hmm. Working those those outdoor bars at Tampa Am and Tampa Pro all these years, uh, giving everybody tons of shit, making sure everybody minds their p's and q's and is polite. And uh, You've just seen a lot of stuff in skateboarding the last 10, 15 years, just being around the scene, having friends that skate, uh, maybe a little dating action with some skaters. Um, and oh. I wanted to get you on here and talk about some of that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, oh, God, which, where do you want to start? Um, well, we'll start young Haley. Um, how, uh, I know you, you go back to like at least high school with uh, my main uh, – one of my main coworkers over here at the border, Dylan Perry. Um, how you guys friendship goes back to maybe eighth or ninth grade? Um, we met in I think he's a year behind me, so I think we probably met my sophomore junior year. Um, I was just kind of getting real sick and tired of my friends, <laughs> and I there was like a bunch of kids who always were out at the picnic tables um, outside with skateboards and they always just seemed like they didn't really give a fuck about anybody and I liked that and we just started talking one day and we've been friends ever since that is my boy that's right 
and so uh yes childhood friends with my uh co-worker dylan perry and but the first time i actually i tried to think about like when actually i remember meeting you and it goes back pretty far it was probably when uh another good friend of mine uh matt giles (laughs) um i think was probably the first time i met you you were dating my friend matt giles at the time and dude it was probably like nightmare 2002 three four maybe around that time yeah off and on dealing with him from 2003 until 2000 and probably six or seven and it should have never but yeah yeah that's when we first met i think it was at some house party or something and you said something crazy to me and i was like i like him i did i said something crazy to you or was it how you met me I think it was, I, I think I was listening to you and you were talking to Curtis at the time. Oh, geez. Yeah. And you guys were just the back and forth. I was just like, you guys were always so fascinating to watch interact. That was really always incredible to me. Oh man. I miss that man so much. And, and I love to see that every single time he is uh, posted on Instagram or posted on Facebook as a, as any type of post involving Curtis, you're always usually one of the first ones leaving a message. And that always makes me feel good about like, about Curtis first off. And just like you, like seeing uh, the realness in our squad and seeing like how much love we had for each other and you just like loving that scene. So I, uh, I love you for that first off and oh, always, totally always bringing Curtis into the limelight and, yeah, man. I'm talking about Curtis and uh, man, I, I haven't told them yet, but I really want to have Curtis's mom and sister on oh, in a future episode just to talk about Curtis and talk about skateboarding in Tampa with Curtis. And, and I would love to hear Sarah have something to say. I what really what he meant to the scene and, and just how gutted I was and how gutted the, the best whole to ever do it, man. Was. He was the best to ever do it. There will never be another Curtis ever. And absolutely, absolutely. So we don't have to get into the specifics of of the Matt Giles relationship. Sure. Um there's probably some tweets about it somewhere down the line. Um, but uh, yeah, so I met you at Skate Park of Tampa. Um, what, what, what got you into your career as a bartender? Like what was, the first, what was your first bartending job? Oh, my first bartending job, I absolutely lied my way into. It was really like the f- one of my finer winging it moments for sure. Um, uh, it was at a little sports bar in Carrollwood, like right across the street from my parents' house where I was living at the time. And um, I remember getting called out so hard by the girl I was working with because I asked her like how to make a Long Island. And she just looked at me like, you're joking me, right? Like, you've got to be kidding. And oh, that's, no. when, that's when I knew that there was a lot more than making just like vodka and sodas and stuff like things had ingredients and um but you know i kind of got started there and uh learned what i needed to know in order to kind of progress um and then i got my job at the bricks and and you know my favorite drink is 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 actually a long island iced tea is it yeah that's i don't remember ever making you a long island maybe you were too embarrassed uh Um, well no because a lot of the times it was at 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 czar and i would just try to get like a a quick drink as quick as possible from you right it was always so hectic there i would so, just always go to like rum and coke or like vo- like you know vodka crayon or something like something easy yeah i thought you were always kind of a spiced rum and coke kind of guy 
Uh, no, I like the clear rum with some chi- with some uh, maraschino cherries up in there for sure. Oh, what? Uh, any okay. sweet drink that is like a bright red or a bright blue, like that's my shit. Yo, that's but, uh, hey, look, I don't, I don't judge. I love no, that. I know. Well, I mean, you absolutely do judge, and that's, that's what I love most about you. That's, what, that's what I really love about you is hearing all your judgments on Instagram stories and Twitters and. And and in real life, just hearing you just verbally wreck people is amazing. Oh man, you know, especially people that are being dicks at the bar. Like just to see you fucking serve them up, and then lit, and then verbally serve them up is is cool. Someone's got to do it, man. It's it's really the Lord's work. (laughs) I really believe that. Okay, so uh, yeah, Dylan, good friend, dated Matt Giles. Were there any other uh, like I'm not trying to like put put your whole life on blast or anything but uh were there any other skaters that you dated from time to like in the in the years before leading up to possibly one of the greatest men to ever walk the earth evan oh wow um yeah yeah i was um very very casually involved skater Um, daters yeah and i just didn't want that you know kind of well the first guy that I ever dated at all was a skateboarder and then I dated his friend because I was 16 and I didn't know that that was whack yeah yeah so that kind of happened and um but I was a baby child like a whole junior in high school yeah yeah yeah. Um, you know so I'm kind of feeling it out and I realized you know I kind of that there was just kind of like some kind there's a different air that skateboarders have that is very kind of very attractive but it wasn't something i was seeking out and it wasn't like oh i have to date a skateboarder because this it just always kind of like happened organically like that um so yeah that progressed and and also uh your your sister kind of came up in the same scene like she uh she she dated some of my friends as well yeah i was who was introducing my little sister to all my skate friends and boyfriend's friends and what the hell was i thinking and they all had little brothers and younger friends. And oh, they sure did. Y'all were quite the formidable uh, team there for a little while. Yeah, what were we doing? <laughs> but, uh, but, hey, everything works out good in the end because now uh, your sister's engaged to, to one of my greatest friends of all time, Alan Russell. Alan, and Alan, Dude, Alan. We, we are totally team Alan. Love him. Uh, we'll put him in my notes, have him as a guest because – Oh, uh, my God. Such good content you would get from him. I mean, I, I, you told me you were listening to previous episodes of the podcast. So, I mean, you heard the, the, the stories involving Alan and my sister. Um, <laughs> uh, I feel like I was already kind of privy to that. All right. <laughs> but I could be wrong. But, yeah. But anyway. Yeah, that was just, like, how things go full circle around Tampa. Like They do. It is the smallest big city you will ever find in your life yeah and uh actually end up you know friend friends with you gals for coming up on 15, 15 yeah, you years have now, the same so. so this is awesome i love love to see it everybody moving forward uh Haley's engaged to a wonderful man right now i love him i got to i got to witness the proposal and that was a super good treat oh what a good um, day because it was kind of a surprise for us too like we just got invited to the dinner and we were there and then we we're like yeah somebody was just like oh shit this is going down and i was like what like fuck yeah, yeah my dumb ass had no idea what was going on yeah it's cool I, I got Lydia on the same deal man she had no clue 
Oh, loved it. Great videos, great videos. Like the look on your face was what like, and like I was kind of closest to you guys, so my footage got reposted a lot. So I was pretty psyched. I was nauseous, Scotty. <laughs> I, was, I honestly thought I was going to get sick on all these people's cameras, but I didn't. I held it down. Well, that's awesome. Congratulations on that. Thanks. So uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about the, uh, the 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 skateboarders, all the different all the different kinds of skaters you've dealt with. Uh, bartending in all these places during oh, yes, I've got my little list Tampa Am and Tampa Pro you got a, a, a list of, of beefs and a, and a list of, of uh, positive shout outs because there are some gentlemen out there they but, um, honestly more often than not they were all very really well you know it depends because Tampa Am is not going to give you the same quality of human as Tampa Pro because you know they haven't lived their children you know they're just disrespectful yeah and, I get it. Like I was there once and I was an asshole. Like yeah, I understand. Sure. Um, but Tampa pro kind of, I was just so pleasantly surprised more often than not. I, I really had very few problems with anybody. They were all, please. Thank you. Um, you know, when you get a second, I know you're busy and I'm like, what is this? These people are great. I always had a great time. With, um, Tampa pro everyone was just, I mean, then there would be, the progression of the night and the alcohol consumption and then you know people would kind of change a little bit but well uh did, did you ever have, have to uh get in a situation where you were at the bar at night and you had to cut somebody off because you remember how many drinks you served them when you were working during the day at the skate park oh uh like when i would switch over to czar yeah 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 um like, you'd see, really because like before, maybe you'd see somebody at the bar and just be like, holy shit, how did this person get here? I served them so much already. Um, normally it would be, I can't believe that they're here because I saw what happened to them yesterday and there's no reason that they should still be alive. Oh, okay, okay. And I would usually so, just hand them a water because they would, they would look at me and recognize me and be like, oh, wow, you saw me um, yesterday and that was crazy. And I'm like, hey, here's a water. We'll get you maybe like a Miller Lite in like five, ten minutes or so. It was kind of like a rig because these kids are all, they're out having the best time of their lives. Like, well, yeah, some of them like just turned 21, they're 22, uh, and then, then they, they forget that they have to skate the next day. And they're just like so excited. That's, to what, I, that's what I worry about is that they're not going to be able to like perform. You, and why would you sabotage yourself like that? I, mean, I understand the party and it's, you know, it's captivating. I get it. But I mean, if you gotta, you kind of have to, sh there's a lot of money at stake most of the time, I think. I mean, I would be in bed by 9 p.m., but that is just not what, what happens. Well, I'll tell you, uh, uh, I, I actually I skated Tampa Am maybe five, maybe six times, and I tried every different possible way to prepare myself to, to be the best I could be on, on contest day. Yeah. And it never worked out for me. It was all in my head. So, oh, so I, I tried to go to bed at 10 p.m., I tried the party all night. I tried to be at the skate park first guy in to warm up. I tried to be the last guy in showing up 10 minutes before my run started. I tried it all and none of it worked. I think it, it, it was me. It, it wasn't, it, it was, it was all me. It's all <laughs> mental, not necessarily. But yeah, it was mental for me. So, okay. I mean, a lot of these kids, like they just got it like that and, uh, they're not really affected by that yet because they're still so young and just, and can just bounce back. But you see the the progression of these kids that were invincible when they're 23 and then they're like dead sober by the time they're 30. 
and uh, they've lived they've lived like an entire lifetime of fucking parties like in a five year span, and they're just like, "Jeez, I'm out. Like, I'm over it. I gotta skate again." It definitely makes you age very quickly. Um, there are some people I can barely even recognize anymore. I'm just like, "Oh my god." Um, but as far as any- so, who's the worst tipper? Oh. Um, no one, honestly, nobody stands out in my mind. Nobody, there would be a couple, and I'm very vocal about, hey, I've been serving you all weekend long, my dude. I know you did not just buy a round of drinks for your friend and give me exact change. Like, I know that didn't just happen. I know it. So I was always very like, I'm pretty vocal about it when, if you're, you know, being a jackass. Um, well, and a lot of, and also like, uh, a lot of those times at Tampa Am and Tampa Pro, like you'll be at a bar at night and it's a dude uh, coming in with a corporate credit card to pay for stuff. So who who is uh, on the on the flip side? Who who's like been super generous to you over the years? If you, if you could that think of guy, like Rodney, and I don't think that he's with us any longer. Rodney I'm Johnson. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, you're. Uh, he he actually he passed away last year or maybe at the beginning of this year, but yeah, very recently. Yeah, that dude kicked ass. That guy was the best. He dude. always had the company card, and he always made sure everyone was polite as shit to me. Um, he loved to drink Jaeger. I definitely remember that, because I would always have some on ice when I would see him walk in. Um, he always took really good care of us. Always. He was such a nice guy. I was very sad to hear about that. Yeah, and, and there are so many people that he took very good care of. He was always a gen- generous, generous, loving man. Like, dude, Rodney was awesome. He was just so sweet. He didn't have a bad bone in his body. Like, he was just a nice guy. He, he was one of those dudes that you'd be at the bar ordering your drink, and then he would walk up behind you and say, nah, player, this is, like, Absolutely. put your money away, man. Put your money away, man. This one's on Tony Hawk, because he was a team, <laughs> team manager for Hawk Clothing for, like, so oh, long. Oh, good for him. And yeah, he always was ready to throw down the gold Amex, like, right in my face and be like, all these people? And he would just, like, kind of arbitrarily point in every direction. <laughs> there on my tab. And I'd be like, all right, dude, like, for sure, if that's what you want to do. And the card always went through, and he always tipped. And I love oh, that. Oh, of course, the card always went through. It was gold. I didn't know what was behind all that. I mean, it was gold. I mean, to me, you know, and if, I've if, had a couple gold Amexes be swiped at Tampa Pro, and it'd be declined, so... We'll and if, if you're not aware, I'll, I'll give you some names of some uh, names you might recognize where who he was the team manager of. So he was in charge of Austin Gillette, okay. uh, Marius, Wes Kramer, um, uh, Manchild, Tyler Pacheco. Um, I remember that. Why do I remember and, that? dude, there's so many more where, where he was in charge of all these, like, teenage degenerates, man. And it was so weird. It was like the uh, – the he nuts like running. The, it was like the, the uh, what is the 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 loony the the nuts running the the nut house or the kooks the loony bin running the nut house or something? Yeah, the inmates mm-hmm. running the asylum or exactly that. Mm-hmm. That's what it was, man. But somehow it, he he kept it together and was all and like his guys ripped. Like the people he had were like some of the dudes are like very very respected in skating now, and and Rodney was in charge of them. That was amazing. <laughs> He was just a just the kind of guy you wanted to be around, and I always appreciate people for having that trait because I don't really want to be around a whole lot of people. You sure don't. No, I really don't. Um, the quarantine, the quarantine things, fits but, well on you. What does the quarantine? It, it fits well on you. Oh, I'm absolutely thriving. 
Yes. I and uh, let's I just did not realize how little I could stand people. <laughs> yeah, let's let's talk about the quarantine for a little bit because you're you're doing a lot of good right now with your free time. You had a lot of free time. You're doing some good stuff. I saw you uh, with a nonprofit that just went out and handled people's laundry needs because like people like forget how many like little things there and there are out there that you can help people with. And like when everybody lost their jobs, you included losing your job and like you were unemployed and and a lot of people on the internet were complaining about it and you were out there doing something for other people and not even worrying about yourself. So I was really respect, like I respected that a lot and you were just out there. Like there was a nonprofit, I believe that uh, you guys just went to laundromats and just like, if you needed, if you're out of work and needed laundry, you were just out there doing laundry for people. Right. Yeah. We were um, doing two, um, we, two laundry events in Tampa a week and one in St. Pete every Thursday. Um, and yeah, uh, so my good friend Jason Soul, he um, is the founder of the nonprofit. Um, it's the Laundry Project through Engaged Current. Um, I always knew that he was doing this, but I never really, it, it never really kind of um, resonated me the how impactful it is. Um, so when I got involved with it, you know, just watching a couple people come to tears over our, you know what we're doing like we are paying for your laundry from the moment that you walk in to the moment that you're ready to go and you know with everyone losing their jobs and income being compromised and just mental mental like health being on a decline any little thing will help so i really love being a part of something it seems small but it was really changing people's entire days around. And, and I just love that. And I, I was, you know, I, I lost two jobs in the same day, so I had nothing but free time. So I, you know, I just figured I could sit in my house and do nothing or I can go out and be a part of something. Yeah. You out there doing, doing something. I just sat at home and, and like bought wrestling figures on eBay. So I mean, who's your favorite wrestler? My favorite wrestler? Oh, Ric Flair, obviously. Oh, my God. Um, you were Ric Flair for Halloween one year. It was so good. I've been many wrestlers for many Halloweens. Who's your favorite? Um, okay, so Ric Flair, favorite male wrestler. Who's your favorite female wrestler? Um, Yet to be determined. What? I feel like you should have a favorite by now. Um, well, if I go old school, I mean, <sighs> fuck. I mean, Trish Stratus is far, like, was, a super, was like one of the first like super – athletic females to actually come out and be like a like solid wrestler and not just out there as like uh like sex appeal because uh -huh. like a lot of female wrestlers like in in the uh, late 90s early 2000s were, were just like it was purely for sex appeal to a, appeal to a younger male demographic and it was absolutely like uh an effort for ratings so right. there were all these women wrestlers out there and they were just like they sucked they were terrible <laughs> and the, the matches were two minutes long. They were horrible matches. And they usually ended up with somebody getting their clothes ripped off. Oh. Which, you know, at, uh, at, at my age, when I was like 19 or 20, like 18, watching pro wrestling at that time, I thought it was awesome. Like, it was oh, like, wow, I get to watch these pro wrestlers. And now these like hot girls are getting involved. It was like, uh, it was like a super hyped up episode of Jerry Springer all the time. Yeah, well, I mean, that's... Then, so that's now that the girls can actually wrestle, uh, like, there's, like, some really good wrestlers in there. I like Sasha Banks. Um, I like Alexa Bliss. Uh, there's some other ones out there, like, a lot of, like, 
these Japanese girls that are coming over are like really, really talented wrestlers and they're really starting to like beat the shit out of each other like the men do. So it's pretty cool to see. Good for them. I love but, that. Uh, let's see here. I'm, I'm just going through notes. I have all these random questions just on a, on a, on a oh, spreadsheet. I meant, to, I meant to tell you when we, we talked earlier or yesterday, there were two people that I definitely wanted to make note of. Okay. Let's hear it. Um, Brandon Beeble and Adam Diet were the two nicest guys I ever met in any year. Really? I swear to God. They were the nicest. They were just the nicest dudes. That's pretty cool. It had to be said. It had to be said. I think about them all the time. I, I hope they're all doing well because, like, they were that nice. Uh, Brandon Beeble's doing pretty good. I think he, uh, he, he, he fell victim to the cancel culture right now. Oh, no. Oh, no. But, but uh, if you see the video, I don't want to speak on that video because it's kind of bad. It doesn't really make him look yeah. that awesome. But um, you can go look at that. I'll, I'll send you a link if I, if I, if I remember. And Adam, wow. Diet, Adam Diet, I saw last year. I was at, when we were in Salt Lake City, and he's doing great. He's back in his hometown, uh, you know, no longer a pro skateboarder, but just out there, like, doing him. I'm, he, he's got a kid. Um, good for him yeah and, and dude yeah Adam was always super down to earth and for for how he looked and like how he kind of like came off in skateboarding he was a super humble like down to earth dude that was like pretty fucking mellow for how crazy he looked sometimes when he was skating yeah he um I was a little startled at first I thought that if I was gonna have any problems with anybody it would be him but that's what I get for profiling he ended up being the nicest person I met all weekend so that's yeah. nice that's nice that's cool and so we're, we're talking about your, uh, your views on skateboarding. So what, uh, are there any skaters that you like follow? Like, do you watch skate videos or are you fans of, of anybody's like skateboarding or do you? Well, uh, when I was 17, I was a huge fan of Corey Duffel, but just because I thought he was like the hottest dude I've ever seen in my entire life. I have okay. no idea about different styles. I have every single skateboarding trick was exactly the same to me. I, I was never the girl who was going to delve into that kind of, world in that way i was gonna be like oh yeah like fucking sick whatever like i have no idea what i'm talking about and i don't like to sound like a jackass so i just okay. didn't involve myself but um i, well, I was a lot did of you meet Cor did you meet cory duffel when he was here over the like he was because he was working at the uh cbdmd yeah i saw him when he was here i was just like you're just like oh there he is yeah but i still i was just like oh my god there he is yeah yeah, yeah. awesome I don't know. It was just like this, like weird, like seventeen-year-old like thing coming through my thirty-two-year-old mind, and I was just like, "Oh my God, there he goes!" But okay. you know, it's it's different now for sure. But um, I always so, kind of appreciated different styles as far as like um, like dress, like yeah, yeah, for sure. Some dudes had like I was just like, "Oh, that's," it. I I kind of in high school I was studying um, fashion merchandising and marketing. And I was kind of always looking for, you know, just the thing that looked effortless, but cool. And, you know, and some, I just kind of always appreciated that about skateboarding. It was, but you would also get called out so fucking hard for having like whack gear, like gear checking all the time was just something that happened. And I always thought that that was hysterical because nobody looked like they were trying to look cool, but if you had the wrong pair of shoes on, you didn't hear about it 
for like less than a week. Dude, it's so true. Uh, we like to claim that we're the biggest, like we don't give a fuck and we don't care about anything. Say what you want, but like skaters, the, skateboarders, so the skateboarders attention to detail in everything insane and and a lot of people in other like realms have asked me about like a skater's attention like to the most minute details like i've had like like uh like chefs ask me about like why are skaters like in particular so insane about like the craziest details because the skaters i talk to always know like the most hole in the wall food spot that's the best and like the most cutty like place to to get like a haircut or like just like the craziest like skaters have a spot for everything that's like very particular and i've been asked in ad nauseum over the years like why are you guys so like picky about detail and i'm just like why do you think that is though what was your answer constantly watching each other it's like the only thing in skateboarding the only measuring <laughs> stick is like how good do you look in a video part? How good do you look skating a contest? Like that's what we're judged on. And so we have to get it down to the minute detail because it's, it's a difference between like $30,000 in a contest. Like, like this dude landed and his back foot was an inch too far to the left on his tail. Like, yeah, what, was the, what was the, what was the term for that? When like you, you landed the trick, but the way that you did it was so sketchy that it didn't even count. Was it mob? Uh, well, a mob, a, a mob was like a style of kickflip when your kickflip just like your, your front foot just didn't have like the proper, like good kick and your kickflip was mob. I have the worst mob kickflips ever. <laughs> um, but, uh, you can land something steady. Like there's like the bake, there's like the, uh, uh, the Baker maker, which is, uh, like, you know, Baker skateboards and all those guys, like their style, just like kind of putting both your hands down on the ground when you land a trick. Um, but dude, you sound like you know a lot of the skate lingo, and that's funny because, uh, like, I, I couldn't. I honestly don't think that I know what half of it means. I just remember like using, like, you know, I, I consider myself, you know, intelligent, and I can piece things together. I would use a lot of context clues to figure out what something meant. Um, but uh, for the life of me, I wouldn't be able to uh, make like an urban dictionary of the lingo at all. It's. It, I feel like well, it's always ever changing, but I, I don't know. I, I pulled out a couple uh, quotes from, from your Twitter feed that talk oh, about yeah. skate lingo in general. So here we go. Here's one. Uh, just saw someone mall grabbing a skateboard in the gym. So that's going to be a wrap for today. Like just knowing. I left immediately because I just knew that that was whack. <laughs> that was something that I learned very early on. That was whack. Like you Yeah, absolutely. And then um, I, it was, it, this one was. Skater. This one was far back in your feed, so I, I tried to find it and I couldn't, but I just remember it. And it was the, the tweet was about you like spending the last five years trying to get skate lingo out of your brain and then realizing that you wanted to getting mad because you said out loud that you needed to focus your computer. <laughs> I did. I said that to Evan. I said, I'm gonna focus this computer. He goes, You're gonna do what? And I was like, never mind. <laughs> Yeah, just completely just office facing it. Yeah, that just I, I still don't even know like why that's the term for that. For putting your foot or like just like cracking your skateboard in half. Like why was that a focus? Like what does that mean? Like it's 
I don't, you just focused all your hate into the middle of your skateboard. Oh, like a like a hate beam into like a tangible thing that you. That's can how play. I always. That's how I always took it. Like. Oh, so you're not even you're not even sure of the origin of that either. I mean, focusing focusing your board is putting your foot through the middle and putting it Absolutely. in half. Yeah, the the origin. Yeah. I'm not hundred percent sure, but that's why I because I was just like, or it's just like, dude, you're focusing so hard on your trick that, or I don't know. Yeah. yeah I I where think... did it come from? I think it's just because like you're focusing all your hate right there on the middle of your board and just like letting it letting it out. Okay, that that makes sense. I can I can wrap my brain around that. I just there was a bunch of uh, such a it's a different language. Honestly, you guys really do speak a different language. It's incredible. All right, and so uh, I wanted to talk about one other Tampa legend that. Uh, Every, almost all the skaters that, that come into town are familiar with because they always ask about him and they always like, yo, what's up with this guy? Like I've just seen photos. I want to meet him. Like Eric Costin has famous photos with him and just like every skater has a story or just has heard about the legend. And uh, me and you actually worked together at Czar for maybe like a year. Uh, yeah. I was working the door. You were working the bar. Like, I mean, we didn't like cross paths or anything cause you were, you were bartending, but, uh, I, I worked the door, the door at, at, at Zar for like a year. And, um, the, the guy I'm talking about, obviously, if you know, it's the Senator. Um, oh, love him. um, uh, if you guys out there don't know who the Senator is, you can actually Google search Tampa Senator and you'll see photos. It's this old man that dresses up in women's lingerie and just hangs out at bars and it's like it's his gimmick and uh i've known about the sen the senator has been around as long as i can remember my older sister used to tell me stories about the senator and then i didn't understand it and then the first time i went to the castle i saw him and i was like holy shit this is weird as fuck i don't know if i ever want to come to the castle again but <laughs> Now it's like, holy shit, this dude is awesome. And he's the fucking coolest motherfucker out. Cause like, look at him. Like, cause he shows up in regular, like he, he's a, he's a biker, man. He shows up in black leather, full black leather getup. And then, uh, Costume he, goes the bathroom, he goes to the bathroom, undresses and comes out as the Senator and just hangs out. And dude, you think he was, he was gay or weird or something. But that dude pulls more girls than, than anybody I know. I heard, for, I mean, is what I hear. I never actually had, like, a conversation with the dude. Maybe you have. I don't know. Yeah, Mike's great. Oh, he's I didn't even know his real name. Oh, yeah, Mike. He's, um, um, I mean, we're definitely not close. He was always just kind of like this, like, image to me. Like, you don't talk to him. You don't. That's how that's how I always felt. Like I didn't yeah, even Yeah, just an entity I, that you just working, Yeah, when I was working the door at Czar, I I did not recognize him the first time he showed up with his clothes on. Oh, I'm and, actually surprised that he did. I don't know that I've ever seen that, honestly. And he, he he walked right right by me and was just like, "Hey, how you doing?" and I was working the exit door and I was like, "Whoa, whoa you can't come in the exit door." And and he was that's just right. like he like kind of stared me down and was like and then I was just like, "Oh, oh, my yeah, my bad, man. You got it." For sure. And then, he and then, and then one time I was, when I was working security inside, I actually walked in on him in the bathroom and he was completely naked, bent over, like putting on his gear. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> oh fuck. Sorry, dude. And just yeah, like, I ran out. Personal locker room if he decided. What's up? 
I said anywhere could be his personal locker room if he decided. Oh yeah, no shame on that man. But he like would uh, the, he would come in the employee entrance and he would just have like um, it would be like I don't want to say a cape because I feel like it was more than a cape, but it was a cape. Like it was definitely a damn cape. Um, and he would just kind of walk around in his cape until maybe like eleven, eleven thirty, like when the club was starting to jump off, and then he would yeah, yeah. just um reveal and then it would just be like the cape is off and the lingerie is on and then he's just gonna dance and drink his miller light i never remember him drinking more than one beer so i know this guy wasn't and that makes it all even better that he's doing this like dead sober he got cancer recent recently right um within the last year or so yeah i remember i had heard that do you do you have any updates how's he doing um, I heard only through a string of com- uh, comments on somebody's post asking about him, actually. Um, someone said that he is quarantining, he is safe, and he is in recovery. So oh, that's amazing. That's, that's the end of his journey with that because he doesn't deserve it. He's such a nice guy. Um, so going back to your tweets, I, I saw a retweet that you had. It was actually a tweet from George that said, Scotty is going to be the new senator. Oh. <laughs> you retweeted I it. I don't know. Did I tweet that? I think so I George, tweeted, George tweeted it. Said it. George tweeted it and you retweeted it. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know who said that. I don't know who said it either. But I wasn't really uh, mad about it. I don't think I don't think that you're ever gonna put lingerie on, but you're gonna have your own like Scotty Senator way of being the new senator. Yeah, I don't really wear shirts if I don't have to. Yeah, you, I mean, um, you're going to be like the guy who shows up with like just like Ric Flair and that'll yeah. be the senator image. But uh, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't be mad at that. Like that dude, that, that dude's solid. He's a legend in the community. So to be compared to that is, is, is an honor. An I don't honor. know if walking around in lingerie. I actually did have an idea. I, w- I wanted to be the senator for Halloween one year. And dude, I was fully ready to do it. Like, you? And, and Lydia was just like, no. Not not allowing it. You cannot do that. That was going to be my next part. Was I don't believe that Lydia is going to um, sign off on that at all. Yeah, because I mentioned it to a few friends, like yeah, as a joke, just to kind of like read the room. And, and uh, about and she said, "Absolutely like, not. No, you're you're psycho. Like you're not going to be the senator for Halloween." And I'm like, "Dude, I'm going to do it." Like, <laughs> and uh, Lydia put the X on that. So. Yeah. I mean, for all the other things that she allows, you got to let that she, girl have her one. She's a saint. She puts up with a lot. She's a fucking angel. She is um, a patient woman in all situations. Dude, she waited 10 years for me to propose, and uh, now we're having issues with, uh, you know, we're supposed to get married on November 14th. Yeah. And we don't know if we're going to have a venue now. So, the, yeah, we, we talked to the venue. Originally, it was a venue that was set for, like, 200 and change for people and now they're telling us we have to cut our uh capacity in, in half so yeah. it's 100, 100 people and that's including uh wedding staff so like caterers priests no, um, you're not gonna be able to do that bartenders yeah so i mean we're trying to figure out either to how to do a wedding with with 70 guests or you know that i'll bartend your wedding for free dude right yeah, no, I'm aware of that. And, and Haley, I want you to be a guest at my wedding with nothing to do except to show up and, and be served drinks and have a good time. I'm very good at bartending. I can be a guest and a bartender at the same time, just so we're clear on that. 
All right. Well, I'll definitely keep that in mind. I'll have Lydia put that in the uh, wedding Lisa Frank binder that uh, she has. Trapper Keeper? Yes, it's, a, it's her OG elementary school Lisa Frank Trapper Keeper. He is truly my hero. And, uh, yeah, that's her. She's awesome. But really? we're, we're going to figure this out. And, and both sets of parents were like, Are, have you guys thought about pushing it back? Or we, were th we, we actually were just like, maybe we should push this back. And, and the whole general consensus is, no, you guys waited long enough. Uh, Lydia doesn't want to wait. She's, like, ready, and I'm ready. So we're going to fucking do it on November 14th. doesn't matter where we're at. Um, if we maxed out capacity at the courthouse, we, that might have to be what goes down. But, uh, you know, and that's how that goes. One step at a time, man. We, we're on new earth. We are trying to figure out alternatives for all kinds of things right now. And uh, here, I just wanted to uh, ask for your personal top three cutest skater boy list. And before you go, just in the spirit of fairness, I'm going to give you my fiance Lydia's top three list first. Oh, please do. I got to know. So, well, I mean, obviously, Ryan Sheckler. <laughs> he didn't ask me, Haley. He didn't ask me. Whoa, whoa. Lydia just Are you speaking into for the Lydia's room. top three hottest skater boys right now? Lydia, well, just all, this, is, this is all time for her just because of her fanhood. She, she watched the show. Um, okay. Well. Like, it, it's, you know, she wanted to be that chill girl. And actually, uh, for, for her birthday one year, I was out of town, but I was actually working at a contest with Ryan Sheckler. So for Lydia's birthday, she got a personalized video from Ryan Sheckler wishing her happy birthday. And it was one of the coolest things I've ever done as a boyfriend. Yeah, cool as hell. I, and like asking Ryan to do it was like pretty hilarious too. Cause I have a pretty good, pretty good working relationship with Ryan. I've known him like nice guy. pretty much his whole life. He's super mellow down to earth kid. And I was just like, Hey Ryan, like I need a big favor from you. And he's like, what? And I'm like, well, it's, it's my girlfriend's birthday today. And she's like five years younger than me, which means she's in the exact age demographic to have been hooked by your reality show when it came out. So she's a big fan of you, and I thought maybe since she's tired of hearing me say happy birthday to her, maybe you could say happy birthday to her. And he's like, dude, I got it. Hit record. And, and dude, it was so awesome. He's like, what's up, Lydia? It's Ryan Sheckler. I'm out here. Your man's cool as hell. Like, we're out here working together. Wish you were out here in Detroit with us. Like, it was really awesome. That is so nice. That's really nice of you to do. <laughs> I wish you could have seen her face. Dude, I, and when I sent it to her, dude, like she sent it to her friends was like, look what Scotty did. Like, Oh my gosh. Oh, did she save it? I hope she saved it. Uh, I'm sure she still has it. I'm sure I still have it. I mean, I think I probably have the same cell phone, so I probably have it somewhere in the cloud. Good. Keep and that then, forever. So that's number one. And then two and three, Axel Kreuzberg's and Raven Tershi. And that's just because of her fanhood of King of the Road. And she was just like, Oh my God, those kids are funny and cute. Like, I feel like you were calling her the hell out. What's up? I feel like you're calling her the hell out. All right. No, I just wanted, you know, to have <laughs> the, you know, a small, a sample size, you know? We, need to we definitely have, um, I think, different tastes, I suppose. If I had to, is this in, like, top, like, number one is the hottest, or can they just be, like, you top just give me, three? You can give me three 
no particular order on the Haley attractive guy scale. Okay, so number one, who is also number one, would probably be Corey Duffel. All right. Number two would probably be Tosh Townend. And wow. number you're going deep. Okay, I like it. Yeah, and number three, I always thought Kenny Anderson was very good looking. Like in a, like a, as like a, hey, like a, no, he, he, you're absolutely, well, do you know that the, uh, the nickname Kenny has in the skateboarding world? What? He is referred to as the perfect man. Oh my God. Okay. So I wasn't so far you're, you're not the only one. Like, okay. Thank God. I didn't want, I didn't want that to be a wild card. I felt pretty good. Oh, no, 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 no. Kenny is very respected for his skateboarding and his looks. He's also, and I, it sounds like so repetitive but he is a really nice guy oh dude he is he is amazing he's a such he's a so solid nice. dude quiet yeah. like no problems cute got the whole thing going on i love that I love, he looks I he looks good. damn good on a skateboard yeah, like if you, ask, the, if you ask like uh casual skate fans who their favorite skateboarders are kenny anderson will not show up but if you ask like the top skaters yeah. who they're fans of they all will will say kenny anderson why wouldn't he be why wouldn't he show up on that list i don't understand oh just, is it cause, uh, like, just skateboarding is weird you know like uh some people just get like kind of lost in the fold because they're not because you know uh skateboarding is a huge marketing tool so you're selling an image of skateboarding you know you're selling an image to consumers to buy products mm-hmm. kenny isn't you know, putting himself out there on the forefront. It's like, look at me, I'm Kenny Anderson. You know what I mean? Like, is that what's, is that what sells when you're kind of like kind of a jackass and you're just kind of a showboater? Sometimes man, like, you know, image, image is everything. You gotta, you gotta sell an image at the end of the day, you gotta sell skateboards and you gotta sell shoes and, and numbers talk and like, that is true. There's definitely uh, a formula behind it. I think that the, I think that the nice kind of humble, quiet ones, don't necessarily get um, the limelight that they should because I, I think that's, it's almost kind of expected to be, you know, kind of fucking rough around the edges, a little punk rock. Like, I don't, I don't know what the appeal is for other people, but um, I think, you know, some of the really nice ones get slept on because they're not kind of a circus person. I don't know. Yeah. You, you're, you're, you're calling it exactly how it is. It's kind of like, it's kind of like pro wrestling. Like you can have all the skills in the ring, but if you can't talk on the microphone and like get the crowd like invested in what you're doing, like nobody's going to care. Yeah. It doesn't need to be like, I don't think everything should be so gimmicky. Like you don't need to have a gimmick in order yeah. to be like successful. There, there, there are dudes out there that are like technically, like if you technically break it down, like trick for trick, they're like top five dudes, but they they get no shine because they, they aren't like, out there you know what i mean like they're just skating they're just skaters that want to skate like uh do you think always do you think it's always been that way or do you think that the skateboarding industry has just been so inundated with talent that you know now you have to set yourself apart by having a gimmick or a certain kind of image Uh, yeah it kind of goes both ways like the uh earlier in skateboarding the talent pool was a lot smaller so dudes got a lot more recognized if they were more skilled and now like everybody is amazing like everybody qualifies everybody is technically awesome and they get younger and younger every year too exactly and so like i think about uh what like i don't know if you're aware or if you know brad cromer 
Um, I I definitely have heard that name before, but I couldn't pick him out of well, mind. Well, yeah, he's a, he's a kid from Florida, and he lives in New York now, and he like he's technically one of the best skateboarders, and he's so gifted and so amazing at skateboarding, but he he's just super quiet kid that just wants to skate, and he's not like out there like look at me like like no image like his image is that he skates and his instagram is nothing but the best skate clips you want to see and but just because he's not kind of a but he's not yeah he's not putting himself out there he doesn't party so you don't find footage of him like good for him like wasted you don't find footage of him out there like you know filling up b-roll with <laughs> with party footage and like he's not out there like you know and he he will never like take a red bull sponsorship or like a monster sponsorship or like the 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 companies that aren't really in skateboarding but are in skateboarding so he wouldn't take it or it wouldn't be offered to him uh a little bit of both but yeah. he wouldn't take it he's not interested he's like he doesn't want that for him that's and, kind that's, of and it's fine there are people that choose that path and 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 are just don't want to wear the red bull hat and that's fine and right but he's still like so technically gifted and one of the best and just like, you know, makes a good, makes a good living, but he's not like cashing the huge checks that some of the skaters get. And, and there's room, and there's room for all of that in skateboarding. So. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, it's, uh, that was always kind of something that I always kind of noticed is that, and as it progressed, you needed to have, if you weren't already kind of grandfathered into being a kick-ass skateboarder from like, like your like legend status, like from like the 80s, 90s, then you had to have something that set you apart because you now are competing against this kind of super saturated industry. And then I think that a lot of things got kind of lost in the sauce because everyone was too busy worried about, you know, everything other than you know that and other than skateboarding and i think it got a little kind of diluted like the you know i, I don't know that's just that this is me as an outsider i just kind of thought that you know no, i remember awesome there being other people like yeah i just i always just kind of felt a little disappointed in the need for a gimmick or a certain kind of style or you have to party this hard or you have to know this person it, it started to kind of get away from the actual technical abilities and your actual like born talent and it started to go like you know what kind of what's the cut fit of your shirt you know i never understood that but again you guys are a particular people so you like what you like and you hate what you don't and I appreciate that, I guess, steadfastness. But I, I thought a lot of things kind of got overlooked because of that. Absolutely. There are some dudes uh, that'll never get the shine they deserve because they're just not in the cool, the cool guy club. And who decides what the cool guy club is? Is it the, is it the spectators or is it the, you know? I, I don't know, man. I'm still trying to figure out how it all works. <laughs> Well, I think you invented kind of like your own cool guy club, so you're good on your own. Oh, okay. hell yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, you've always been, like, cool as hell. Oh, well. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah. And you've always been cool as hell, too. Woke as fuck. Never yeah. scared to call people out. Um, you've been calling out my friends for years. You've been calling out my enemies for even longer. Um, <laughs> and I will continue to do so because, you know what? 
Um, I'm good at it. <laughs> so I'm just sure gonna- are. And uh, if if any of you guys, like, I, I know when I'm having a bad day, all I, I just look, I reactivated my Twitter just so I could go back to, to what you were saying. Cause like your Twitter is gold. Um, here's another one. We were talking about pro wrestling. I would probably 100% vote for the rock for president. And I just want to tell you, I completely agree. Um, definitely not this election, but I think four years down the line, um, the world will be ready for a ticket that has The Rock and Killer Mike. Your thoughts? Oh my God! Don't even play. I, oh, Killer Mike is on any anyone's ticket. Is just what I want to see. It's what I need to see. It's what the world needs to see. I honestly think Bernie and Killer Mike could pull it off this year if huh? if they really went for it. You know, I just have never been. Honestly, well, did you see the reply to that tweet? Um, uh, my friend Kelly said, I would vote for a rock for president at this point. <laughs> no, I did so, not see that. I did not see that. Yeah, um, which was far better than even my original tweet. But uh, yeah, I think we're just kind of, I mean, the rock, I, this was only because I saw someone saying something about like, oh, maybe like a possible run for president or like the likelihood that he would win or some one of those yeah. dumbass polls. Um, and I just thought about it for a minute. I was like, um, actually, you know, given the current circumstances, I don't think that I see anything wrong with a vote for The Rock. And he could be on the ballot as The Rock. Like, I would not need to have it say Dwayne Johnson. I would know completely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would be completely confident in, my, in the vote I was about to cast for him. I wouldn't need to be. But also, I mean, I think we would be ready for The Rock for president because we were ready for a jackass. And if I mean, we- Yeah, I mean, Donald, uh, if, he, if, he did, if he did one thing in his presidency, that's uh, break down the barriers for celebrities just to decide they want to be president. Uh, thank and God. Non-politicians. Um, uh, the idea of a non-politician being president, I liked. Right. And I think that's how he got a lot of support in the beginning. Absolutely. And, uh, Turns out he's been a politician this whole time. Oh, he always oh. <laughs> If we were never going to believe that dude didn't have his iron in the fire somewhere, then we we're fooling ourselves. He liked yeah. to be the, the non, you know, politicians, politicians, but that doesn't even, that doesn't make any sense. If you're here, you clearly, you've been involved. You didn't just show up. So, I mean, he did kind of just show up because he has absolutely no skill set, but, um, I think that there, there's definitely a reason behind why he's where he's at. And it's because he's been involved in politics all along. Who the hell were you yeah. thinking? We were fooling you. But uh, yeah, I mean, he, he's, he broke down the, the barriers for all these other people that just like think they're great. And now they can go, now they can go for it because uh, old Donnie fucking set the tone. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, changed definitely the... Oh, I don't even know. I everything's changed. The whole world has changed. Yeah, I don't want to keep talking. I might accidentally say something like good about him, and I I definitely don't want to do that. How would so, you? Even? Moving right along. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're all dealing with this uh, Corona COVID situation. Um, you it, it has hit not close to home. It has hit in your home. Um, shit, my man Evans. Has he been, he, like, are you convinced he has it or has he been tested? 
Oh yeah, he got a he got a positive test for sure. Okay, and you have been tested as well now. I have been tested. I'm still awaiting my results. I'm pretty confident in well, I'm pretty confident in two things. I'm pretty confident that um, I had it a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Um, on the very mild end of things, um, I was experiencing symptoms the same time as Evan, but nothing ever got out of the realm of what I understand to be my normal allergies for this time of year. Yeah. So I wasn't really on high alert. Um, and the other thing I'm confident in is working where I have, um, my immune system is, it should be studied by science. I don't ever get sick. I don't get, there's ever. Yeah. Um, so shout out to working in Ybor City for a decade. But Hell yeah, yeah, it's really, I recommend it to anyone. Um, uh, I made it, I made it maybe four, f four years, maybe four or five years working in the Ebors, working on seventh. Where else were I mean, you working? You worked at Zar? I worked at Jimmy John's for a year. Oh, uh, that's right. Oh, delivering that. bicycles or delivering uh, sandwiches via bicycle. And I worked at uh, Old Manhattan Pizza for a couple of years delivering pizza. Old Manhattan. Oh, that's by now. Me. Uh, now I think it's called Mama Rosa's. It's the one yeah. by La France. Oh yeah, that's the one that after it wasn't Manhattan anymore. It um, didn't they get a bunch of roaches? Something crazy happened down there. It was a PR nightmare. Oh yeah, and uh, we also um, let Shoe Licker come in and clean the dishes at the end of the night. I remember that. Yeah, and did you do a job? I should get Shoe Licker on this show, huh? Oh, I don't know. He's not well. <laughs> No, yeah. I see him every now and then, and I just feel bad for him. Yeah, it's definitely um, – he's definitely having a decline. He's – yeah. But, I mean, we should have seen that coming years ago when he was out licking the bottoms of shoes that have been tramping all over Ebor for the night. He might have started COVID in Tampa. Honestly, I wouldn't put it past him. Like, what are you doing that for? Why are you doing this? It didn't need to be like that. Well, just so you know, before I found out uh, about you guys' situation at home, I wanted to do this with you in our conference room at the border, and I was going to actually uh, bring drinks so I could have you serve me drinks the entire time we talked. Yes! Oh, my God, I'm so sad that couldn't happen. That would have been fun, and then it would have also been uh, – yeah, it would have it been fun and loosen up our lips a little bit, but – I think we got some pretty good results out of this. Uh, you, we went, we went through the Haley Barchard timeline of her uh, friendships and relationships with skaters, her tire, tireless and countless years working behind the bar at some of the best bars in Ebor and some of the worst. Uh, uh, an unshout out and a huge middle finger to first chance, last chance. Yeah. Um, you guys can save it. Every other bar that Haley has ever worked at, thank you. Um, <laughs> Hell yeah. uh, let's see if I had any other things I wanted to make sure I, I uh, talked about. Yeah, did we cover everything? Oh, you were, you were an extra in Ocean's Eleven? Just, How did I don't you have a question, that? but I just saw that on your Twitter, and I was like, holy shit, that's cool. Yeah, I did. Um, I missed my last day of eighth grade. Well, I thought I was going to be an actress back then. <laughs> okay. Uh, we... <laughs> Dude, uh, you could have been just Emma Stone came and done stole your gimmick. You know, she really, 
bitch. <laughs> People say that to me behind the bar, like, oh, you look just like Emma Stone. Are you actually like, oh, what's it like being Hollywood actress? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, when I'm not making millions of dollars. I love to serve you Tito's and soda. I love to just have you berate me. You know, I, I love to, I love this. This is what I do. In, I'm studying a role or something like, oh God, I'm so tired. But you know, um, she's a total babe and she's awesome. So if I'm going to be compared to anybody, I'm glad that it's her. It's not a bad, I usually get compared to Zach Galifianakis. So really? Oh, weren't yeah. you here for Halloween once too? I was. Yeah. Yeah. You right. Had the baby and everything. I had the baby. I had a little uh, baby that I held that I had a little papoose for. I and, love that. That yeah. was the best costume of the whole night. And I might have worked at the castle that night, so that's saying a lot. Um, yeah, it was either the castle or Zara where I was at. Yeah. For oh, sure. Was that for Halloween one year? Yep, yep. But, um, yeah, Haley, uh, any, um, you got a message you want to send out to anybody or a uh, shout-out or a fuck you or a lesson that you learned from us or anyth- anything you want to say? Well, a lesson your- that I learned from skateboarders? Uh, pretend this is Jesus and Mero. And I'm opening up the rainbow for you. So this is your chance. Say what you want. I have no frame of reference to that at all. But um, it's a talk show. Oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah, overall, to conclude, I would say that um, thank you so much for having me on and thinking of me. That's crazy. I would love to have been in the room for that conversation. Um, But yeah, I want to give a big shout out to all the nice gentlemen who weren't creeps that I met throughout the years. I want to say a big fuck you to all the ones who were creeps and all y'all had girlfriends and wives and you're still being a weirdo. So that sucks. And I would like to shout out, um, I would like to shout out skateboarding for me having really kick-ass taste in music now. Hell yeah. I learned a lot of my music taste from videos as well. Yeah. Music, uh, something that's lost in, in current skate videos because now it, with that I don't know what's going happened. on currently. Is it not like a music kind of hub anymore? Cause that's how I found no, out. About well, it. well, because back when, when the, the era you were talking about, it was the wild west because skateboarding videos and skateboard media was under the radar. So nobody was clearing music rights for any of those videos. So oh. people, people just made music for what people just took songs, whatever they wanted and put a video to it. So now you have your parts being released on Thrasher YouTube, whatnot, and all the music has to be cleared in order to post it. So now you're just getting a lot of like free beats off the internet and like free music off the internet. And it all sucks because uh, these companies aren't going to pay. That's the thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, because these companies aren't going to pay $10,000 to get, uh, you know, a young jock uh, song cleared (laughs) to use or whatever. Like they're not paying for the Rolling Stones. But oh my God. In 1999, people would just use a Rolling Stone song and not fucking worry about it. Yeah, you can't really do that anymore. Thanks. Uh, who was the Napster? Yeah. Or whoever made a big stink about all that. So that's yeah. the story on that. And I actually forgot to bring up um, just a congratulations on your uh, 15-year journey of graduating college. Oh, thank you so much. I just got my diploma in the mail. Is it a diploma or is that high school? I got my degree. Degree, diploma, uh, whatever, whatever you want to call it. You got one. I did not. And I paid for it all by myself. Shout out to working in Ebor for 10 years. (laughs) Hell yeah. Well, um, and that about wraps it up nicely, I think, man. We got an 
awesome bartender. College. Well, actually, I'm sorry. What is your degree in, actually? I never knew. Oh, um, my degree is uh, in communications. My focus was culture and media. So. All right. So uh, just it's being weird, woke on Twitter. You what? Just being woke on Twitter? Is yeah, uh, I got my degree in being woke on Twitter and yeah. talking mad shit. Nice. Nice. With minors in cancellation? Um, I actually double majored. In, double majored in cancellation. Yeah, and I do the, I give the Curtis dance every time. I'm doing oh, it right now, but you yeah. can't see it. I have a video on my phone of Curtis, because uh, I hung out with Curtis, like, in New York, like, two months before he passed. And uh, we were hanging out, and I begged him. I was like, please, will you just pick somebody and cancel them? And, he let me, he re and I, I got a recording of him just walking up to somebody and canceling them and cancel dancing them and, and then just, just cancel dancing himself away out of the room. And, it's, and was it's it someone he actually wanted to cancel, or was it just a random? No, I was just like, please. I have to film you canceling somebody. Like I needed that video. Anybody? And now I'm so happy I have it. Oh my God. Well, I hope that the person that he canceled actually deserved to get canceled because that is a, it's a, it's a very severe thing to have happen to you. Cause it's, it's yeah. pretty much final. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, pretty much, that's the nail in the coffin for you. If you get the cancel dance, it's done. It's over. Yeah. And so the nail in the coffin, the cancel dance, we're going to cancel dance this podcast. Yeah. Um, not permanently, just for this episode. Haley, thank you so much for joining us, uh, wow. giving the female perspective and the bartender's perspective on the last like 10 years of, of uh, 15 years of skate park skateboarding and your views on it. And uh, just thank you. I can't wait to see you out in real life again. Um, it's going to be great. And to everybody else out there listening, thank you so much. Um, I'm going to do the cheesy thing right now where I say, don't forget to subscribe because that's how I get paid. I think I haven't got paid yet, but I'm trying hopefully maybe someday soon. Um, somebody will pay me for this and we'll get going. And I, and I promise this, this is going to go. So thank you so much, Haley. Yeah. Um, thank you everybody to listening and just everybody be safe out there. Be better in life. Take care of yourself. Take care of the people you love. Take care of your friends. Uh, watch out for your friends. Watch out for your brothers and sisters. All of that stuff, man. And uh, especially in Florida, I'd just like to remind you guys to wear your sunscreen. Thank you so much. Um, I'm a Ric Flair woo, though, on the way out. Is that what you want? I would love that. All right. Let me hear it then. Oh, no, you. No, no, you. I can't. Woo. Wait, well, I think I heard something. Can you give me one more? No, show me how it's done. Well, let me tell you something, Haley. You want to come on the podcast with Scotty the Body. If you want to be the man, you got to walk down that aisle and beat the man. And, baby, right now with the border, you're looking at and listening to the man. Woo! Woo! Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.